0: Hi, friends! Well, from the winter wonderland that is Salt Lake City, Utah. It's thank God
1: I'm atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman, and I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, it's it's been ten years since uh, the atheist community lost one of its great voices. One of the one of the, one of the luminaries of mm. our of I mean,
0: just a fantastic. Uh curmudgeon. Yes. In Christopher Hitchens. Yes. yes. Uh, and uh yeah, we just passed the 10 year anniversary of his yeah. death. I'm sure all of the atheist podcasts that you listener mm-hmm. uh listen to frequently are are going to blather on about it, but so are we. Yeah. And it's been 12 years since what? Oral Roberts on the same day. <laughs> Oral Roberts died. Uh, on the same day as uh, uh, Christopher Hitchens. American televangelist, if you don't know yeah, who, he, yeah. who he is. Founder of, of ORU,
1: Oral, Oral Roberts yeah. University. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. How, I'm I mean, very familiar with it.
0: The man's name was Oral, spelled O-R-A-L. Yeah. yeah. Did he have a son named Anal? I would like to meet Anal Roberts. <laughs> I
1: think that would be pretty fun. I don't think that ever happened. I think it should have happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Dan. Yeah. Are you familiar do you know who Babbo Natale is? Yes. Yes. I mean I it's Father S- Christmas. Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. Italian. Yeah. For Father Christmas or what we would call Santa Claus. Right. In this country. Um,
0: well, either that, or it's a, uh, pizza sh- bread shell that you buy at the
1: grocery store, a, a little, Babo Natale. A
0: Babo Natale, and you can just put whatever sauces and <laughs> no, toppings. That's you not want. what it is. Okay. It
1: sounds delicious, but no, that's not what it is. Uh, let, let's set the scene. Okay. Okay. Take me there. Bunch of, uh, school children gather waiting for the arrival of Babo Natale. Okay. Right? Santa Claus. Yeah. Santa Claus is, is, is paying them a visit. These kids are in, this is taking place in Sicilia. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, in Sicily. I thought it was interesting that you didn't do Sicily, but you did, also didn't do Sicilia. <laughs> it just, you, it, you wanted to meet it, it halfway. Just, it just, uh, it's a yeah, transatlantic it, yeah, version sorry, of guys. that name. In Sicily. Yeah. Um, and uh, all under the age of nine, nine or younger. Sure. Right. Just little kids, and they are excited um, because Santa Claus is going to be arriving on horseback. And obviously, he's going to have his his white beard and his red robe. And Babbo Natale a is a horse a horseman in Italy. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then what they couldn't get a, a reindeer. Well, the, the issue is, is that what's funny is it's also a very Americanized mm. version of Babbo Natale. Okay, right, as it should um, be. A, and, All uh, things American. Well, first, before he arrives, the, ki- the kids get to hear from uh, the bishop, the local bishop. Oh, God. One Mr. Uh, Antonio Stagliano, uh, who gets up and says, Santa Claus is an imaginary character. <laughs> oh, my God. The red color of his coat was chosen by Coca Cola. Advertising purposes. <laughs> Big Soda, he says, uses the image to depict itself as an emblem of healthy values. Wow. And he continues to drone on against Baba Natale. Um, he denounces him as, oh, one of the kids is upset and speaks up. <laughs> tells the bishop that her parents have assured her that Santa is real. (laughs) Oh, she she actually, like, confronts him. Uh Uh-huh. And he, in front of everybody, he says that she should tell her parents you tell lies. Wow! (laughs) Damn,
0: man. That is so hard. Like... (laughs) I get it. I, you know, if I have to go to Disneyland, eventually I want to start kicking children, like, but I don't do you don't it.
1: Do it. You don't. You let them have their fantasies. Just for, it's, it's cute. Babo Natale.
0: oh. oh. That but, is a anyway. cute. By the way. Babbo Natale is a very cute way of putting it because it's not Padre Natale. Mm -mm. It's like, it's not Father
1: Christmas. It's It's like like
0: Papa. It's like
1: Papa Christmas. It's like
0: Daddy Christmas. Uh Exactly.
1: That's really cute. The bishop, uh, I guess he, uh, he misses the days uh, when Italian children would address their wish lists to baby Jesus, (laughs) not Santa Claus and the reindeer, And let's just go to the movies and go bowling and all this American junk, (laughs) he says. Anyway, apparently this has been quite the deal in Italy of late. There's been this transition from the traditional, um, as the bishop is lamenting, of Jesus being central to Christmas. Uh. Baby Jesus being central (laughs) to Christmas. and And then this Americanization, of course of uh of the holiday in the form of people's focus on the fun thing yeah which I, is i got re- santa claus i got real bad news for you father
0: <laughs> padre uh it's gonna go it's not gonna go your way no americans are good at having fun there's a lot we're not good at there's a lot that yeah. we are desperately bad at Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it may be partly the fault of us being so good at having fun that we don't want to stop and like have serious thoughts about things or confront <laughs> like, you know, pandemics or whatever Oh or, yeah, or societal ills. No, but let, but let's be real here. We're going to have more fun than you're going to. We're going to take your <laughs> dumb, uh, like dodgy traditions, tradition, and then we're
1: going to be like, oh, you know what we should do with this? <laughs> And we're gonna make it better. Yeah, let's get Coca Cola. Yeah. to redesign the whole outfit. Right. Which I'd never heard that theory. Do you think it is the is the modern Santa Claus? I mean,
0: the modern Santa Claus is it based? Was on invented some... by a, a Coke ad. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There were there was uh, an ad campaign. It was a whole campaign. Oh my god. But I mean, I don't think that. I think red was already associated with Santa.
1: I would think so.
0: But I might be wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, far be it from me to uh, to counter the wi- the wisdom and knowledge of a Catholic priest.
1: <laughs> I would it's,
0: never, especially when it comes to children. Well, speaking of Christmas, if you I don't know if you can hear those sleigh bells ringling, hmm. ring ting tingling too, <laughs> jingling any, uh, the, you know, tis the season for uh, nativities and you yeah. and I have spoken many many times I love good nativity uh, over the years about all of the problematic nativities in the world all of the people who have you know nat- a nativity on the courthouse or no, I don't or, like it, those or or, nope. or the state house
1: keep them where they belong <clears throat> which is nowhere don't find they're boring There's it's so stupid no good nativity with live actors Yeah, and not just actors like... just people standing there no 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 they're actors <laughs> It takes actors to pull off a good nativity. Hmm. Otherwise, the the, the expression, they're they're not not in the moment.
0: I feel like you're insulting my entire profession (laughs) by saying that those people are actors. I'm not saying they're good or professional actors, but maybe they're making some money. (laughs) Maybe. I'll tell you you one of the things. So apparently (laughs) there was a, uh, you and I have actually been to Bonner Springs, Kansas. Uh, we stayed at our friend's oh, yeah. house in Bonner Springs, did, Kansas. yes, uh-huh <clears throat> I, I I won't out who it is because mm-hmm. I don't know if he knows if he wants people to know that where he lives. Anywho <laughs> uh hi, you know who you are. Anyway, <laughs> there in Bonner Springs. there was a na- a live nativity. oh, and they didn't want just any old nativity. you, you gotta go all out for it. otherwise you're insulting baby Jesus. Mm. I think we all know that. Mm. <laughs> so they brought in a camel. Among other things, really? Oh yeah. Uh, here's the thing: camels don't like to stand f- just in one place necessarily for a long time. Oh, and this homeboy that. broke loose and just went on a uh, a, a rampage. Not a rampage, <laughs> a joyride. <laughs> oh, Did- just just ran away, just and, left, and they he it was just gone. Uh, and they they pursued hmm. on foot, uh, hmm. but. Humans are slower than camels and could not get to him uh, apparently uh he traversed the k seven highway and was spotted by by uh many drivers but they they couldn't get him it was it was <laughs> not until the next day and apparently uh <clears throat> it was it it was not unlike a uh a scene out of a goofy movie i'm sure police chasing down this camel did they taser the- no no um it was eventually uh just sort of cornered and lassoed oh by a animal by an animal control officer and then the the right well, where owner. was this thing's handler uh did, did it arrive without a handler yeah i you know what after seeing two seasons of tiger king I am not shocked to learn that someone who owns an an animal that does not belong in a place doesn't know shit about how to deal with that animal.
1: Oh, did they involve any other animals? Uh, like probably like some
0: donkeys. Yeah. I'm sure they had some donkeys, maybe a cow or two or something like that. But I mean, the
1: camel's the star of the show.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, that's
1: special. Like, where do you, I mean, where do you get it? How do you even like arrange for this? Yeah, Exactly. That's amazing
0: actually. Uh this you, is not the first time this has happened in a part but not it's the first time it's happened in in Bonner Springs. It's not the first time it's happened in Kansas. Apparently, it ha- in, in, in in 2019 in Goddard, Kansas, there was a uh, a traveling uh, a group consisting of a camel, a cow and a donkey. Mm. And uh
1: that camel also got away. There must be better camel control. No, like, no. Systems. You, short of hiring a Bedouin, I think you're, <laughs> I think you're, uh, you're out I mean, of luck. It would not ruin the illusion for me for there to be somebody on it to, to be mounted, right, on, on, on the camel. Yeah, but then right? a
0: camel just has to stand there with somebody on it. I don't know. That's what they do. Uh, the ones that are like. I just think don't involve animals. You know what I mean? Like, do what you want to humans, but don't fuck this. I I'm a, I object to this as a concept. Let the animals be. Aww. They don't want to do your stupid nativity. They don't want to. They, do. they don't. Maybe the camel doesn't. But they, but they the don't. Cows. They don't even believe in Jeebus. <laughs> well, somebody needs to explain it. To and them. I'm not the only one, of course. Peta objects to.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but they object. that makes sense. Yeah. Right. But this, I mean, this does, I mean, and back—and and, and, and I don't know how the camel's being handled. I don't know anything about it. I just don't think, I, I guarantee
0: you, whoever, whatever ding dong in Kansas owns these camels, the
1: camels are not treated correctly. Yeah, that's pretty true. Okay, well, if that's the case, then yes, I, I object to. Yeah. I do not, I'm not for the mistreatment. But I don't think just having a camel in a show or something is mistreating it uh i think i think having almost anything in a show is mistreating
0: it i'm just, really? kid, I'm just kidding <laughs> All right. there was a camel that went off a stage once uh in 2010 oh no, that's no good at a nativity play at the first baptist church in west palm beach it literally like slipped off the the stage with somebody on it gee and they both yes. went tumbling towards the audience everybody was fine Wow. There was another camel that broke free in 97 that actually got killed in traffic. Do you have any more? No, I think I'm stopping (laughs) there. That one was in Kent Island, Maryland. No. Yeah.
1: Don't put camels in your show, everybody. They don't like it. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. uh, We have an update about America. And (laughs) the way you said that made it sound like it was in scare quotes or something america no and uh the rise of the nuns the nuns being those who uh check the box of basically none of the, the above for uh which religion do you belong to no affiliation exactly. no religious affiliation thank you very none. much none none. yes if you've never heard of it which if you've listened to this show at all you've y- heard of it y- you know we ain't talking about sally field <laughs> yeah Literally the rise of the, at the, least one nun. The flying nun. That's, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's that a pretty good joke. reference. Thanks. and jokes Thanks
0: everybody. That, the, yeah. That's some comedy for you. <laughs> a little humor.
1: I'm waving. <laughs> anyway, uh, new numbers out from Pew. Ah. Um, apparently, uh, the nuns, of which atheists are a part. Yes. Um, that
0: would include atheist agnostics. Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing in particulars. Mm-hmm. Spiritual, but not religious. Mm-hmm those wafflers Um, (laughs) uh now uh this this group to which we belong uh now makes up 29 percent of u.s adults 29 29 that's up from 23 percent in just five years yeah since uh 2016 and in five years before that the number was uh around 19 percent that's you know what Because
0: you reported on a thing a a while back, a few Mm -hmm. months ago, several months ago, that was, that was, that seemed to be indicating a slowing of Mm -hmm. the secularization Mm -hmm. of America. Mm -hmm. This doesn't 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 seem to indicate
1: that. That is a dramatic. With these numbers, um, it is quite possible that unaffiliated people, the nuns, could quite possibly be the largest religious group in the country. There you go. Unaffiliated people outnumber any affiliation. Single group. affiliation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and which is amazing. I think that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. To me. Anyway, there was another little survey that went out. Um, that l- this was from the Associated Press and NORC, NORC, N-O-R-C, N-O-R-C yeah, N-O-R-C Center, NORC. Everybody knows NORC. Yeah, I love the NORC Center, <laughs> uh, the NORC Center for uh, Public Affairs Research. Um, they, sh- they kind of did a breakdown of the non-religious folk. In okay. Okay. Uh, and they find that, uh, 30% still hold a slight connection to a higher power, mm. uh, with 19% saying that religion is still somewhat important to them despite their own personal beliefs, mm-hmm. which is interesting. A little interesting.
0: I mean, I, I get it. Like. Especially if you were raised religious, mm-hmm. leaving is a process. It is. Yeah. A, it, 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 is a, it is. It's not an absolute thing for hmm. a lot of people. Yeah.
1: Let's see. Nearly 60% of uh, nuns uh, say religion was at least somewhat important to their families when they were growing up. Sure. Around uh, 30% of nuns meditate. Mm. 26% pray privately at least a few times a month. Okay, stop doing that. Yeah, cut it out. <laughs> you can
0: meditate, but we're
1: not going to stand for any of this like no, this prayer. prayer to I Praying don't know who. Crap, no way. And uh <laughs> the growth of the nuns, this won't come as a surprise, I don't think. The growth of the nuns has come largely at the expense of the Protestant population.
0: Yeah, I mean, States. which is the majority of the Christians in the in America. Right. Uh I read I saw that same poll, that Pew poll, mm-hmm. and was Equally surprised to learn at the number of uh, the, the, the diminishing number of people who are self-proclaiming themselves Christian. Oh, wow. Because the percent of Christians is down well below 70 now. It's, it's,
1: yeah. it's, a, wow. what, it's like 63%, I think. Oh, this one doesn't have that. It just talks about Protestants um, being down to 40% uh, from 50% a decade ago. Yeah,
0: 63%... That's a quick
1: decline. Yeah. For the Protestants. And Christianity. And Christianity as a whole. Well, (laughs) I mean, I remember growing up, like, boy, howdy, if you, like, if you said something like, well, I'm not Christian, it would have been like, what? Yeah. Then what are you if you're not Christian, I think our neighbor's a damn Muslim. (laughs) And now, like... I would just as readily say to somebody, I'm not Christian as the reason why you shouldn't say Merry Christmas. Right. As I would be like, Oh, I'm atheist. Right. I think it's almost more provocative in a way to be like, I'm (laughs) not Christian because it leaves like this space of like, well, who are you? What What are you? You're one of them. Harry Krishna's what's going on here? (laughs) Because clearly if you're not Christian, What are you? What are you? Yeah. Satan worshiper. Mm, That's what they think. Uh, Yeah. It's
0: it's a bit nutty. Well, I'm going to take us uh, to a lawsuit. This is a religious uh, discrimination lawsuit. So, uh, you know, we talk about those kinds of things a lot, but I rarely see it from this angle. Mm. Uh, a, A fellow by the name of Brad Amos is suing a former employer for religious discrimination. The former employer is Christian, hyper-Christian finance guru, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> really? Who is? Who has been a, a complete nut job throughout this entire pandemic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's kind of made a name for himself by, uh, you know, he's got a radio show and he's got all these things and and, and, and he purports to give... Sound fundamental financial advice Mm -hmm. from a Christian perspective, which
1: I don't know. Why does it have to be from a Christian perspective? It doesn't
0: make any sense. There's money.
1: It's like, uh,
0: this is sound cooking advice that takes place at a zoo. It doesn't mean anything.
1: It's like, it's like, it's, you're adding an element that doesn't belong in that thing. I mean, except for the fact that he's going to be like, now be sure that you give a percentage to your church. You got to make sure that 10% of your gross income goes to your church or
0: to me, whichever one you prefer. (laughs) Anywho, he has run his organization like a, it's, it's been a dictatorship, a a religious dictatorship, a theocracy.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Um, he, it used to be, uh, on, what is it? Forbes did a list of best places to work or whatever. And, and they used to be on it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Oh no. Fortune. It was fortune magazines, uh, best places to work. How
1: did he get How big is his organization?
0: It's, it's very
1: big. Really?
0: Yeah. 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 Wow. It's quite, it's quite large. Okay. Uh, He's got a whole media empire thing happening. Mm, Um, However, (laughs) this Brad Amos fellow, he's a, he's a, uh, I think he's a editor. I want to say video editor, video editor. He wanted to work from home, which video editors can totally do. Totally reasonable. Because Ramsey wouldn't allow anyone to have masks. In, in his environment, anyone to be vaccinated? Like, I mean, I, I don't know that he could have stopped anyone from being vaccinated, but basically what the claim inside the organization was that if you took precautions against COVID-19, you didn't have faith. Oh and faith is, rely, is, 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 is is necessary to work there. Oh, my God. So, so yeah, this suit alleges that uh, the environment oh. is cult-like, uh-huh uh, in, at, at this place, and <laughs> and they're alleging that, that it violates his sincerely held religious belief that he should be allowed to protect his family, yeah, from COVID-19. Yeah. from a deadly fucking virus that everyone in the office is obviously going to get
1: at some point. Yeah, oh my God. So well, no, <sighs> uh, well, only if they don't have faith though. Only if they don't have faith. I mean, that's that's also how Dave Ramsey can weed everybody out, right? The faithless, right? Yeah, you don't, yeah. Oh, you, uh, no,
0: you didn't believe? Ram, Ramsey's had a lot of uh, lawsuits lately, including one from uh, a woman named Caitlin O'Connor, uh, who was claiming discrimination because she. I think we talked about this. Mm-hmm. She was pregnant and then mm-hmm. uh, and out of wedlock, and that and apparently that runs afoul of. Ramsey's fucking mission statement or whatever their their employee handbooks as we get to decide how much you know when you get to fuck Jesus. and so they fired her um and then Ramsey also is in a is, is in a lawsuit with marriott uh hotels because he was going to have a conference uh at a marriott and relocated after marriott decided that guests would be wearing masks like you know yeah. responsible people so where is it now uh somewhere else but but he's getting sued because there's a breach of contract a lot of
1: money yeah that, yeah Yee. all right well i'm gonna take us up to south dakota oh, for our next story that's the southernmost of all the dakotas <laughs> yes exactly governor christy gnome she sounds like a quite the quite the Quite the character.
0: Well, Somebody's I would I, I would trust South Dakota to elect a character for their governor, <laughs> that's for sure.
1: Anyway, one of her campaign promises was to bring uh prayer back into the schools. Oh she was, gonna, she was just she's gonna do it. She's gonna this is this is happening. I'll bet well, there's a neighbor to the to the east of South
0: Dakota that there's there's some Wisconsinites who might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's possible. I mean, that's she, where the furfur is is located everybody. That's where oh, the, thank the you. freedom from religion foundation. Thank, is. thank you. Uh, obviously some uh government lawyers informed her that there's mm, that's not happening. <laughs> right, governor. That's 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 even in w- South Dakota. Yeah. They somebody there knows you can't do that. So she has had draft or she's had uh, uh, some legislation drafted up that uh would would require a moment of silence. To begin each school day. Oh, and and the, the legislation is clear that the moment should not be interpreted as a religious exercise. <laughs> right? they're, they're being, they're really, they're, they're, they're clear here. This is not they're, about they're, religion. It's about a minute of silence. Which, of reflection. Which, I, right? you know. Use it how you will.
0: Listen, right? young children are really good at being quiet and still Mm -hmm. for a for a fucking minute oh yeah that's that's great for them
1: yeah early in the morning but uh she's issued a statement that says that the measure is meant to quote restore protections for prayer in schools guess what there never
0: weren't protections for prayer in schools (laughs) if kids want to pray quietly to themselves
1: Nobody's ever stopped them, but this is a moment that the schools are going to be required yeah. to set aside every day so that every student deserves the opportunity to begin their day with a calm, silent moment. Yeah. She says in a statement uh, I hope students will take this opportunity to say a quick prayer, or reflect on their upcoming day. Um, okay, so anyway. Uh, the moment of silence can last up to one minute. Uh, both students and teachers may use the time as they wish. Uh, they can include, uh, or the, the this could include voluntary prayer, reflection, meditation, or other quiet, respectful activities. Let's see what else does it say? As
0: long as the kid says hail Satan at the end of it, <laughs>
1: I'm fine. Uh, let's see the, uh, the, so this is in the, the, the draft bill says the legislature of South Dakota finds that school children and teachers are best served by a moment of silence at the start of every day uh, to afford them a reprieve from the frenzy of daily life and to set a tone of decorum that will be conducive to learning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of this sounds like it's totally going to work. And that grades are going to go up, right? Oh, and yeah. And learning well, is going to shoot through the roof in South. Watch out, everybody! South Dakota <laughs> has just fixed the Education. public school system. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I, of course, yeah. Because what kids want to do, they'll prayer is not going. Oh God! Can you? I as a kid, as a former ADHD kid in school, mm-hmm. I can tell you that a minute of silence every day. Would just be just a uh, just torture, yeah, just absolute torture.
1: They should just turn it into a daily fluoride rinse, rinse right? <laughs> they used to do that, <laughs> right? Like they have little cups, oh you to
0: swish for a minute. I think, That's the, They never did that at my school, but I remember going to. Uh, I don't. I, I was in. I was at my. I was visiting my grandmother, and she took a. She took me to the school that she taught at, or something. Oh, okay. And they brought in. Uh, cups of mouthwash, and yeah. I was just like, "The fuck is going
1: on? <laughs> Does this place just have really bad breath or something? <laughs> what is happening?" Uh, this was that was my school too. Interesting. Yep. We're old, uh, you know. We have heard a
0: million times over such almost it's so much that we've heard this trope that we don't even report on it usually anymore. Which is the trope of. The preacher mm. claiming that X or Y weather phenomenon, be it a, a hurricane, a mm. tsunami, a tornado, whatever, mm. is God's judgment mm. for the sins of oh, no. America or God. You know, there's 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 lesbians in New Orleans. So Hurricane Katrina came or whatever.
1: Is somebody already saying something about Kentucky? Is no. But the tornadoes did destroy Greg Locke's church. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Is the, oh, the, that's that's delicious. That stupid
0: circus tent. I hope nobody was hurt. That big course. top. I hope nobody was hurt. No, no, it Not wasn't that one. It but, wasn't I mean, on a oh Sunday.
1: Oh, the whole thing though. I mean, we can't even bring it up and laugh without like. I mean, it's. It is a desperate an
0: unbelievable and unprecedented weather for wintertime like yeah. uh, go ahead and deny global warming now that there are snow tornadoes uh, <laughs> yeah but but in 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 all of that you know you get... <laughs> if Greg Locke had heard about a tornado hitting anything that he didn't like, that next Sunday would have been. An hour devoted to how God's judgment had come down mm-hmm. on that blah, blah, blah. So hmm. far, he hasn't condemned himself in this manner. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's claiming it's at least $100,000 worth of damage, uh, including, you know, big screens and, uh, you know, sound equipment. And 100000 that seems like not a lot of damage. Well, it wasn't much. It was a fucking tent. Oh that's true. Okay. It was just a big top. That's right. It's literally the circus. Um and and yeah, I I'm very glad that yeah, our trust me, our hearts go out to all of our Midwest oh uh my listeners. God. Seriously. Anyone who was affected by these tornadoes, that is obviously a tragedy. Yeah. But there's no tragedy in Greg Locke losing his shit no. L- losing I mean he's I'm sure he's insured and I'm sure it's going to like he's not going to be hurt and he's uh, all no, right,
1: he'll be raking in more money. That's how this works. Yeah, like he's in. Like I'm. You're right. He's insured. Yeah. On top of that, they're going to use it as a fundraising opportunity. Absolutely. We have to replace all this stuff. Oh, whoa, whoa. right, right. Yeah, they're going right. to
0: pretend like they're not insured. Mm-hmm. We got to build up stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and yeah, he has not missed an opportunity to make himself a martyr in all of this, mm, and, and to show how. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the
1: devil's hand, right? This one. Yeah. Right? This isn't the Lord. Normally, it's, it's so. It's amazing how easy it is for them <laughs> to like figure out when it's the Lord and when it's the devil. Yeah. It seems to always line up in a specific way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So there mm, you go. I amazing. don't know. I I took a little delight in that. I must admit. <laughs> uh, sorry, Greggy. Oh. So there you go. Ugh. Anyway, uh, if you. Uh, if you were affected by tornadoes, did you also see the thing? There was, there was another uh, amazing post. I have to, I almost stopped, you know, went into our next segment, but I'm not ready to stop talking about the tornado thing yet because there was a post that went around on Facebook and other places. There was an image of a church that had the entire, like half, more than half of the roof ripped right off of it. It was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And the caption was something about praising God because none of the Bibles or hymnals had even been moved. <laughs> it was like, dude, your church is wrecked. Silver linings, Dan. You, you don't get to claim triumph over <laughs> the tornado
1: because the books are there. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, and in a total loss. Oh, he left us the foundation. He left. Like, we, we can w- build again. We. Look at that. <laughs> yes, everything
0: else is gone, but the, the concrete stood.
1: <laughs> the Lord wants us to rebuild.
0: Oh, God. All right. Well, if you have stories about tornadoes or, or crazy weather that you'd like to send to us, feel free to do it. Podcast at
1: ThankGodImAtheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around; we have some correspondence coming right up.
0: Well, Frank, we had some uh, some folks write into us, uh, call into the show. But first, we need to listen to a little oh, audio. Oh, sure, we, we got to do that. <laughs> uh, how long have I been doing this show? I don't know what order we do everything in fine yeah. yes uh we
1: have we have to listen to a lunatic we have to listen that always comes first damn the
0: lunacy is first right correct <laughs> all right so this is uh this is sam sorbo who is kevin mm. sorbo's wife now if you don't know who oh. kevin sorbo is kevin sorbo is was hercules on a series back in what the 90s and is now an a, a quote unquote actor, but all he does is shows that turn up on god awful movies. Like okay, he does. You know, he was in God is not God's not dead, mm. and uh, and a whole bunch. Of, he he lo- He's a Christian fanatic, and he just does the Christian movies. Anyway, this is his wife. I've never heard uh, heard of her until now, but apparently, she is making the rounds. She's exploding onto the Christian scene. Oh, good. Uh, and they need more people. She has some shit to say about edumacation. Uh, and, and this is what she has to say.
1: Education is the three F's. Faith, family, and freedom. Mm.
0: And there's only one way for them to get that, and that's to be with their parents. And I, so I'll say this. Evolution doesn't give a crap about equality. Evolution believes in inequality. Okay? If you're teaching your child evolution, you're teaching them slavery and inequality. And now God is calling the remnant to fight and fight for what? For freedom, because Jesus Christ is the author of our freedom. And evolution has nothing to do with that.
1: I can see why she's, she's, she's exploding.
0: You can't argue with her logic. Oh my God. Yeah. When a person doesn't bring logic to the table, there's nothing to argue with. So (laughs) no, I, I, I do love the idea that evolution teaches slavery, um, I kind of think that's actually, you should read your book before you, uh, before you talk about which yeah. one teaches slavery. Yeah.
1: That's kind of like, your thing. Like full on condones it and has like rules oh, about it. Yeah. And
0: yeah Jesus himself talking about how you're supposed to treat your
1: slaves. Not yeah. don't have them. Just yeah. what to do with them. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. Boy mentions by name. With rules, yeah. And evolution, strangely, silent on the issue. Yeah. Uh.
0: Evolution, by the way, is not a book. I don't know if she knows this. <laughs> evolution is not a text. It's a. It's more of a concept. It's more of a. Anyway,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
0: let's let's do get to. Uh, you tried to talk me out of getting to our correspondence before, but I say we do it. <laughs> just
1: in the correct order okay that's all i was
0: saying all right um last week's show uh really uh, really touched a nerve we talked a lot about the the grieving process as as atheists uh
1: well and i want to i just want to thank people because there were so many wonderful nice emails that came in people sharing their stories emails
0: voicemails people wanted to people really wanted to uh to share their stories with us and it was quite lovely yeah um we we can't get to everybody, We so uh, sorry about that. But we'll, but here, are, let's do a smattering, shall we?
1: Okay, let's do
0: it. Uh, this one's from August, who writes, Hi, Frank and Dan. I started listening to your podcast just over a year ago, and I wanted to thank you for everything you do. Frank, I'm so sorry for the loss of your dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a very similar situation at the end of 2019 with my cat, Sass. Mm-hmm. She was my first cat, and even now the loss is an ache in my chest. Mm. Obviously... My religious family members pushed the whole, you'll see them again stuff. And of course it fell flat. The one thing that really helped me came from a coworker. He told me that he never knew what to say when someone was grieving other than that quote, I see you. I may not know exactly what you're going through or how much this person or pet meant to you, but I see your grief Mm -hmm. and I will be here for you through it. Mm. I just thought that was really nice. That's
1: really nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So thanks for that, August. Uh, and Afton wrote in to say, hey, fellas. Oh, Afton. Three months ago, my fiance passed away. Mm. He was only 34 years old. Four weeks after that, I had to put his dog down. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, the dog was fifteen years old, couldn't see or hear, and was incontinent. C- incontinent. It was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made in my thirty-three years, but it was for the best. It sounds like that's true. Uh, there have been so many times over these last few months that I wished I had a god to turn to. Mm-hmm. So many times I wished that I had an angel looking down on me and protecting me. Then logic takes back over, and I remember that there is no magic sky daddy with minions watching over every move. That's when I turned to my friends and family for support. They are the ones that hold my hand and listen when I need to talk or cry. I could not have made it through this without them. I had the dog cremated and just this weekend went to bury his ashes with my fiancé. That's so sweet. We dug a small hole at the grave and poured the ashes in it. The vet clinic included a lovely, thankfully secular poem and I read it aloud while my fiancé's mom filled in the hole. It felt nice to have some sort of ritual without bringing God into the mix. Hmm. It brought a smile to my face despite the awful circumstances. Hmm. Anyway, that's uh, that's lovely. That is, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and we talked about making your own rituals. Absolutely, and I think that that and is how important. That is a very, a very good thing to do. Yeah, if it helps you. Yeah, and if it doesn't and- help you. Don't do it. Yeah. That's the great thing about being not tied down to dogma. Okay. <laughs> you can just figure out what the fuck
1: helps you. Yeah. Absolutely. Should we play a voicemail? Yes, we have a voicemail from a listener who shares something that helped um them along the 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 road of grieving. Yeah.
0: Hi Frank and Dan, this is M from California. Um I just w- listened to your recent episode on grieving.
1: And something that I found really helpful for me with my last grieving experience was uh the death positivity movement. Um I'm already interested in like morbid stuff, but this is a non
0: religious movement where you basically ask all the
1: questions that you want to ask about death. It destigmatizes death and the grieving process. Specifically the like hey congrats you made it you died uh kind of sentiment was part of that and that really helped me and maybe it will help other people as well so
0: as I, I would share thanks for all that you do bye well you know frank i had never heard of death positivity as a moment yeah, so just, I, no. I i i did google it and i it's actually very interesting there are a couple of you know i was just looking at sort of some of the the tenets of of the movement uh and they're nice it's i i agree i mean it's so it's things like uh the 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 notion that hiding uh death and keeping it all behind closed doors uh does harm to society hmm. it's, it's things like I believe that talking about and engaging with my inevitable death is not morbid but displays a, cl- a natural curiosity about the human condition hmm. uh it says. Uh, I believe that the dead body is not dangerous and that everyone should be empowered, should they wish to be, to be involved in care for their own dead. Hmm. I, I do like the idea of of taking the stigma off of death. Hmm. It's such an important thing. It's something that affects us all yeah. deeply. Yeah. Th- many stages in our lives. Yeah. And and yeah, the, the religions especially teach people not to talk about it. Or like you can only talk about it in our terms, in yeah. our way.
1: Right. Which and, is not really talking about which it. Which
0: is not really talking about it. It's talking about the, the fantasy that they've created. Right. Instead of talking about you, my real life issue right now on the ground. I live here. This person, this thing that I love is gone. Or just facing your own. Or I'm going to yeah. die. Yeah. And what does that mean? And yeah. like... Yeah. How do I even process that? Yeah. And we don't do that in our society. And that's mm. stupid. It's a, it's like this huge thing that we all have to face. And, and most people face it kind of alone. Mm. Yeah. Without help,
1: without, without anyone to talk to about it. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, and everybody, like people end up being, I mean, a lot of people end up being very uncomfortable. I know I, like, you know, well, we've been I've taught I've to be that. uncomfortable. I've felt that right. Yeah. Like, you know, someone, you know, has a loved one that's passed and it, it's, it's uncomfortable to, to acknowledge it. Even in this, in the thing that, you know, you, you have to do, which is say, I'm so sorry for your loss. But even that it's like, for me, it's like building up this like almost courage just to say that. Yeah. And that's, that's rough, right? Because we, we don't, because we haven't talked about it because we don't process it enough. We don't even know how to handle it. We don't know what to do. Yeah.
0: We, you know, we just follow whatever tradition is happening and Mm -hmm. hope for the best. Yeah. It's dumb. So I agree with that. Uh, We had, I'll I'll read one more email. Um, This is from Caroline, who writes, Hi, Frank and Dan, I'm a vet, that's veterinarian, not army, (laughs) uh, in the UK, and was interested to hear about your thoughts on the death of pets, cremation, etc. It's a topic I think about, uh, I think a lot about, and obviously, People uh, vary a lot in their beliefs about animals and the afterlife. Hmm. A very common thing for people to say is that they have gone over the rainbow bridge, which (laughs) is weird, but I just go along with whatever they need in that moment. On the subject of cremation, I worry that people feel that they want to pay for individual cremation or that they would be judged for not caring enough. Oh. hmm. I don't want to influence people, but always say it's an individual thing that gives some people a lot of comfort. But for me, getting a good photo printed feels better. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, I love your show. The first atheist podcast I ever listened to and the best. Oh, that's sweet. Um, I like that you have compassion for people who still believe in a deity, but also point out where people are har- harming others by pushing harmful beliefs, mm. and all with a sense of humor. And also, Miss Caroline has become a uh, a patron. Oh, nice! So, uh, so I, I I wanted to lead into this next section by saying, Caroline, you. Wacky veterinarian you. <laughs> you now get magic powers. Ooh. So Caroline is uh is become is has now made herself a uh, little calculation cuz it's different on PayPal. Uh we'll, we'll say you're a teacher. Ooh, ooh Yeah, so that's fancy. That's pretty good. Uh thank you so much. You 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 now have the priesthood uh bestowed <laughs> upon you and also John is a, is a, is a teacher over on PayPal, and mm-hmm. so John, you also have those amazing superpowers that we have the power so to amazing. bestow upon you. So so good. Peace be upon the two of you. And are there any other people to thank?
1: There are indeed, Dan. Uh, we've got actually two new patrons. Okay, on Patreon, we have a we we have two new priests. We got Linda. And Joshua.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, both of you. Magic powers, great. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <It's> fantastic.
1: <laughs> and what these kind folk did, Dan, they went over to our website, com. Easy enough to find. And clicked on the support tab, and then there's options. Yeah. You can uh, go the PayPal route. You can go over to Patreon. Um, you can both do whatever help you us, want. Uh, continue to, to do the show. Uh, and we thank you so much for, for the support. Uh, and as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Demonium. Thanks, guys. There's more show coming up. Dan. Yes, Frank. It's, a, it's an anniversary yeah, of sorts. Not a not a fun one.
0: It's a it, you know, cancer's a bitch. Yeah, and from us took uh, a delightful voice. Yeah, in the world, one Christopher Hitchens
1: never shied away from uh, speaking his mind.
0: No, <laughs> it was. It was it was always clear what was what he was thinking, and I appreciate that <laughs> yeah, about the man. I, I, he, he was not one to uh, to pussyfoot or uh, <laughs> or mask anything. Yeah. Uh, those of you who know his work can sort of smile along with us. Hmm. He, I, and look, I didn't agree with him about everything. Mm-mm, there was no. pl- there was stu- there was stuff that I disagreed with him about. Um, not to like Dawkins levels. <laughs> where, where it's like, you know, he's denying the humanity of entire yeah. swaths of people. But, you know, I, Hitchens was incisive mm. in a way that if you haven't seen him, like, if you haven't seen one of his debates on YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. you got to go look it up. Because it, it's one of those things where. I mean, he had that beautiful, that wonderful British accent that only certain that certain insults. Can only be delivered if you have that specific public school style <laughs> British accent. Uh, right. it 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 is unparalleled for the kind of beatdowns that he would deliver. But mm-hmm. it w- but the truth is that you know insults aside, accent aside, he cut through bullshit yeah. like nobody else I've ever seen. He just heard he, like we're all indoctrinated into a whole bunch of bullshit in our societies and not just religious, but like the way we talk about religion and stuff. Mm-hmm. And religion has benefited from this in the sense that they get away with saying whatever the fuck like crazy things. Mm-hmm. And then Christopher Hitchens would come along and just go, oh no, that's a crazy thing that yeah. you just said. Yeah. And we'd all and we all shake our heads and go, wait, what? And then we and then he'd say it back and say Here's what you just said. And then the whole world would go, oh, oh shit. Yeah. That's crazy. It was just, it, he had a way about him of just taking things that were supposed to be sacred and mm-hmm. saying, why? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. is that sacred? Yeah. And by the way, that's awful what you just said. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and uh, God is not great. Probably one of the first atheist books I really read. Yeah, and that was his. Yeah, and uh, I'm rereading it right now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Um, I should probably do the same. Actually,
0: it's just one of those things where it's like you know it it, and I'm actually listening to it. And he was oh. the one that recorded oh, really? it. Really, and so it's like it's got that. Oh. I mean, trust me, on the page you still hear his voice. <laughs> it doesn't feel it, it. It doesn't feel much different. But yeah. uh, but yeah, but, it's.
1: But no, that was a, a, a big part of um, a lot of the deprogramming mm-hmm. for me was that book. Yeah. Was kind of just thinking because if I remember correctly, it's broken down into various different topics and then he goes through and he just kind of dissects it and argues against whatever. And, yeah. And I like mean, that. I and, and and it was just it was it was so powerful to hear somebody speak so clearly and so effectively Yeah, against religion and against God and against belief and and just the dogmas and the it it was it was huge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember watching a video of him uh, in a in a debate and I think a rabbi Mm. was calling him on the carpet for uh, for insulting the practice of circumcision Mm. and saying, you know what, this is how dare you take this uh, beautiful thing to us, this important sacrament to us and sully it, you know, this harmless thing that is blah, blah, blah. And he just, not only did he not apologize, he eviscerated the guy hmm. because obviously it is harmful and there's a lot of harm that comes from it. Yeah. And, uh and, and, and it's a, it's, it's, you know, he, I mean, he went all the way with it. He
1: didn't, he was, the, he just didn't know how to pull a punch. Right. Um, I called it a monstrous act and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I mean, that was the thing. Like he went after like a lot of the sacred cows. Yeah. The things, the things you just cannot politely, right. uh, Denounce or or go after Mother Teresa being one that immediately springs to mind.
0: Absolutely. He was, he was the guy that kind of broke the story (laughs) that she was actually a monster. Yeah. That she was like her way of quote unquote helping. Yeah wasn't yeah and that you know in in god is not great he talks about how she showed up to ireland because they were trying to make it legal was it abortion no it was divorce. anyway one of these one of these issues that should be super easy right it might have been divorce or some you know one of the an issue like that that the, like the, the, the catholics have a position on it was divorce and here's mm-hmm. what and i remember why i okay. remember now so he she shows up she denounces the idea that divorce should be made legal in ireland mm. just shits all over it and then he points out a few months later she taught, she publicly expresses support for her friend princess diana and hopes that she does well uh now that she's free of this uh this uncomfortable marriage
1: oh wow really mhm Huh. Isn't that interesting? Right.
0: Because when it's poor people it's different than when it's wealthy important
1: people who donate to her. Who
0: donate to her. Yeah. yeah. And and
1: that bring attention to her and that
0: Yeah. Cuz one uh, thing she was good at is raising money. Yeah. Ugh. She did not disperse it among the poor, of course, or, you know, by give, medicine. She did, yeah, she poor. she didn't give like in her comfort and aid to the like people she claimed she does she just let them suffer. Yeah. And and you know, he this Hitchens was uh, a singular voice in calling that shit out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the rest of us, now we all do it. Now it's hip. You know, all of us <laughs> atheist podcasters are, oh, yeah. are it's easy for us now. He he paved that way. Yeah. I mean if you haven't read God's Not Great, uh, you gotta. And also just note the subtitle, which is "How Religion Poisons Everything." Yeah,
1: and he makes a damned fine argument for it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, oh golly, well that's that book is uh, currently boxed up somewhere. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're still you're you still haven't moved back home from the flood. Yeah, I'm so. still in temporary housing. So, so um, as soon as I'm back home, well, I'm gonna have to. Get that one out. You know you're you're driving a lot
0: more now. Just know. dial it up on the old Audible.
1: I don't even know how that works. <laughs> how do you do this? Is it an app? I'll I'll show it later, guys. <laughs> it's, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. It so that goes onto my 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 phone. It's a uh, yeah. It's oh, uh wow. It's like a Twitter. Okay. <laughs> do I have to hold the phone up? Never mind.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, Hitchens was amazing. Go go watch some. Go grab a whiskey uh, in his honor and watch him hitch slap the crap out of somebody <laughs> on the YouTubes. Uh, I miss him. Uh, I, I I wish we had a voice like that. Yeah. I, again, hopefully someone else will rise up. Anyway, if you have a favorite hitch slap that you'd like to tell us about, feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com.
1: Or call and leave a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Hey, go to the Facebook page, would you? Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Click the like button. It's fun. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so by going to our website. Ooh. Thank God I'm Atheist.com slash members-only. There you go. Hey, thanks so much
0: to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of the fine, fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you, dear friends, for tuning in. We sure do
1: appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.